Hi guys, it's Booney, and we're here for a mini episode of the Booney Breakdown podcast. There are no guests on this one. You know how the mini episodes go. It's usually just me and the microphone. So it'd be a quick one, but I wanted to do a um, follow-up to a blog post that I wrote back in November of 2016 called Finding My Roots. So there might be a teaser about what we're going to talk about today. But no big appeals on this one. You guys know what to keep doing. I appreciate those who are doing all the reviews and ratings and sharing and doing posts on your personal or your uh, professional Instagram pages. I really, really do appreciate it. And I hope I responded to all of them. So guys, just grab your headphones, safe to listen to at work, and let's get ready to break it down. guys so we've been hearing a lot about people finding their roots and doing genetic testing and dna testing so i personally um, made the decision to do a home genetics um, test for both to find out my ancestry composition and for some detailed health information so I chose the service 23andMe, and just for a full disclosure, this is not <laughs> a sponsored post um, or a podcast, but my coworker and I decided that we wanted to find out if we were cousins. That was the joke. Um, he's African, and we wanted to be like, oh, we're cousins, so we're going to do the 23andMe kits, and we... Um, both were on the fence about doing it for various reasons. So that is what finally pushed me over to finally do the genetic testing and find out where I come from. And, you know, that's the one thing about being a black American um, with our sword history of this country with slavery it's hard for a lot of uh, black Americans to know exactly where they come from, uh, where their family's from. We have a lot of wise tales, you know, the, the story that came down from Big Mama and them that, you know, this is where we came from and this is where we were. But it's really difficult or not as easy for us to trace our roots to find out where exactly we're from. So I know um, on my mom's side of the family that there were some relatives who had started doing this and putting together the family tree and they had done Ancestry.com. Um, but really what was the deciding factor for me to go with 23andMe was that in addition to the ancestry composition, they also gave you some health reports um, along with your kit. So the cost was two hundred dollars. Um, yeah, I mean it's it was pretty steep, but I thought that it was worth it for what you get. I first heard about Twenty Three and Me. I want to say it was back in twenty thirteen or twenty twelve. Um, the CEO of the company had a big um, interview profile in Inc. Magazine. And God knows how I got <laughs> Inc. Magazine uh, subscription, but it was coming to my house and it was on the cover. And I said, you know what? Got to read this. And the lady who is the CEO of the company, she's also the wife of um, one of the co-founders of Google. 
and she has a background in uh, biology and genetics, I believe. And uh, she wanted to create a company to help people really nail down what's inside of them and to use their genetics. Now, caveat, I'm also aware of the people who are leery of these services to say this is just another tool for a company to um, hoard and track your personal data, which is true. You know, at this point, I I, kind of operate under the guise that nothing is safe and secure. Um, And so I guess voluntarily giving a company your DNA, I can see how someone could be very leery of that. But, you know, you got to take the chance. You can read, I think if you go on 23andMe.com, they have very detailed uh, privacy disclosures that you can read over. Um, But shit, at this point, I just took the risk. Um, (laughs) And it was a pretty fast process. So my coworker and I, we agreed to do the kits at work. Um, so I think once we ordered them, they were at our house in like less than a week. And what you have to do, and I'll be sure to link the blog post that I wrote about it, um, on, um, in the show notes on theboonybreakdown.com. But I will say it was kind of disgusting. Like I thought it was going to be more of a swabbing of your like inside of your mouth, but you actually have to like spit in this tube and it's so gross. And so like my coworker and I are in my office trying to like <laughs> spit, make enough spit to spit in this tube. And it tells you where you have to get your spit to like, it's like a level. And once you fill up the tube, you close it. And when you close it, it breaks this compartment at the top that had a solution in it and it fills up once you close it it snaps shut the solution at the top mixes with your saliva you put it back in the envelope you send it back in the box that you received and you ship it off um so we ship them together it tells you to um i think it tells you about six weeks is the turnaround time but our results came back way faster. So also on the box, on the kit, when you get it, it's like a, a barcode and it comes with a little sheet inside of it. You go to 23andMe.com, you register, and you can track the progress of your kit. So it'll tell you when it's received. It'll tell you they're processing it. And then when your results are available, you get an email. So once you get the email, you log on to the site and it is very user friendly as I would have no other hopes. I mean, she's married to the founder of Google. So I would hope that this site would be up to par. But um, you log on and it breaks down your information in a very user-friendly manner. It says ancestry, your carrier reports, genetic health risks, it lists traits, wellness. And then it's another part that I'll share later in this podcast. So obviously, I didn't want to go straight to the health stuff. I clicked immediately to ancestry. And because I just wanted to know, like I wanted to find my roots. And just a side note. Do any of you guys watch this show, Finding My Roots on PBS with um, Dr. Henry Louis Gates? He is awesome. The show is phenomenal. 
um if you watch it i think pbs has an app on like apple tv and other gadgets so go back and watch some of them i highly recommend the ll cool j episode that was really cool but anyway that's a whole little tangent um but after watching that show that was just piqued my curiosity so immediately i went to my genetic ancestry report and i have to admit i was a bit taken back by the results um my brother used to always call me a damn pilgrim (laughs) I assumed that there would be some European ancestry in my mix because of slavery like duh but I just thought I would be like I I was hopeful that I would be like 90 percent 92 percent African I don't know why that number but I just wanted to be black like black because well outside of these results like I know I'm black But I was super shocked to see that I had 23% of European blood. Like, I was so shocked. And the report, it doesn't give you, like, um, I think this is where it differs from ancestry. Um, They break it down to these top categories. So I was, like, 72.4% sub-Saharan African, and I was 22% point seven percent uh european so that's how we break down um but once you click onto those categories it'll say um of that 72 percent sub-saharan african i am 65.7 percent west african so it doesn't really pinpoint you to a country but it'll then say like you know west africa composed of about a fifth of the African continent and exists of countries such as Senegal, Nigeria, Ghana. So it doesn't, that's where it differs from Ancestry.com, I believe, because I think Ancestry.com will say like 60% Nigerian. Um, So that's one thing to note if you're kind of tossed between which service you want to use. So I'm like, whoa, I was just not expecting that much white or European blood. And so when I clicked on the European tab, um, the biggest was uh, 17.4% was Northwest European. Um, and I clicked on that and it said that, you know, that accounted for Ireland, Norway, Finland, possibly France, and the UK. And I'm like, wow, okay. Yeah. Um, it was a tiny percent of Italian in there. Y'all know I love Italy and Italian food. Um, (laughs) but that was kind of the breakdown for the European. Um, and you know, all black people always, you always heard, we got native American in me. We got some Indian in me. Um, it was a little bit there, nothing to go, you know, try to get status as a native American. I think it was like 1.7% native American. And the other thing that really, really shocked me was, and it's such a small percentage, it's significantly, um, you know, what do they say, like statistically irrelevant pretty much, but it was like 1.1% South Asian. And so when I clicked on that, it's like, you know, this represents the diverse populations of India, Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Bangladesh. And I'm like, hold the fuck up. Like, who in... (laughs) 
<laughs> in my lineage had some Pakistani, Afghanistan, Bangladesh. Like, what? That makes no sense. Um, a few other little categories registered, but they're like significantly, you know, statistically irrelevant. So it's no point in saying. But um, so I'm like, okay, two things that European got to admit bothered me more than I thought it was. And the South Asian, that little 1%, like why the hell would I care about that little 1%? So then when you scroll down on, um, when you scroll down, they give you like an ancestry uh, a timeline. So it's like how many generations ago was your most recent ancestor from each population? And this was the part that was so interesting to me. Um, it told me like the West African was somewhere in 1890 to 18 or 1830 to 1890. Um, the British and Irish did that same overlap. Um, it was about the 1770 into 1860. That little piece of South Asian, it says 1740 into the 1830s. And, um, the combination of all these other small components, um, the Central and South African, the Iberian, the Southeast Asian, the North African, the Native American, it says 1710 to about 1800. Um, so it kind of lets you know that when you click on that, it's like you most likely, I guess, for example, the um, Native American, it's like you most likely had a fourth great grandparent or fifth great grandparent who was 100% Native American. So there. Um, it's diluted by the time it got all the way to me, but it lets you know that. And it tells me that um, for British and Irish, you most likely had a second great grandparent. Um, so that would be my great great grandfather um, or great great grandmother could have been 100% British and Irish. And that person was likely born between 1770 in 1860 so I'm like oh my god and with the 23andMe it breaks down and it tells you how to interpret the results as you're reading them and it'll connect you to white papers to give you the technical details of exactly what you're reading um so that was fascinating and then it's kind of like well if you want to know where that 9.6 percent British and Irish ancestry of yours come from I need to connect a parent and it can tell me which side of my family these pieces of me are coming from, which will help in building this tree. So I'm definitely um, going to get both my mom and my dad to do this because I want to know. Um, so Mother's Day and Father's Day are coming up. So I'll probably just be getting them kits. Uh <laughs> How about that? Like a selfish, self-serving Mother's Day and Father's Day gift. But like at this point, like I just have to know because they gave me these chromosomes. So we need to figure out what the breakdown is or I want to figure out at least. So the other part in the ancestry um, composition that stood out to me was it tells you the it tells you your neanderthal ancestry um i wasn't interested in that but it was a piece um of dna that they can tell your haplogroup and that is a family of maternal or paternal lineages that descend from a common ancestor 
And so these mean like they can tell where our ancient ancestors have come from and where it can help you trace migrations over the, the span of tens of thousands of years. So I can't, I definitely don't have my paternal haplogroup because um, I need the the Y chromosome. So I need to get my dad um, to do it. So since I am a girl, they were only able to tell me my maternal haplogroup. And from my maternal haplogroup, it tells me this number and it's based off the mitochondrial DNA. Okay, guys, can you tell that I'm such a nerd? Like I love genetics and biotechnology and science growing up and how I didn't end up in that field. I have no idea. But this is so interesting to me. Um, <laughs> so of my mitochondrial DNA, they were able to tell me my maternal haplogroup. And from that, it's like this group is super rare. It comes from the region of Asia and they traced it back to 60,000 years ago. 60,000 years ago. And um, it breaks down, like guys, if you really have trouble, the one thing I liked about the 23andMe, it will break down what this report means. And it'll tell you what the report cannot tell you, what it can tell you, how you can do more with your haplogroup results or your ancestry results to fill in family trees or missing links or kind of to verify these you know these anecdotal stories that have probably passed down from generation within your family so that's the one thing I really do like about this 23andMe um so my maternal line ancestors started in this subgroup of this haplogroup so you know me I'm naturally curious I googled this haplogroup because I wanted to dig a bit deeper into what the haplogroup is and so my haplogroup is m23 and it's very rare but it's a it's um originated from what is present day Madagascar and this haplogroup is found nowhere else in the world but only Madagascar and um that's heavy to know that 60,000 years ago, someone in my family came from Madagascar. And that would also explain the small percentage of South Asian DNA. If you believe in science, which I hope you do, <laughs> and I think you would if you would be doing this type of exploration, um, if you believe in science, then you might believe in Pangea. And Madagascar would have been touching what is modern day India, Pakistan, Bangladesh. So that small little, I think 1.1% of me that is uh, from South Asia. Um, yeah, I think that makes sense to me. So then I started researching because I had never heard of any slaves or slave ships that came to America from Madagascar. And in my little bit of research, I found out that they did. Um, the slave trade showed that slaves from Madagascar were directly imported into New York City, Boston, and Virginia between 1678 and 1698, and 1715 and 1721. And not just any part of Virginia, those ships came into the York River port 
Um, so once I saw Virginia, my eyes perked up because a good amount of my grand or my mom's side and my grandmother's, um, they lived in the Virginia area. And I remember being in elementary school and visiting a plantation in Virginia with my mom and my great uncle. Um, and I believe my great aunt, they also had traced back relatives to this plantation in Virginia not far from the York River port. So I am so intrigued by this, that how this, you know, my genetics are matching some of the uh, research that other families members have done. So that's my mom's slide. I know they've found difficulty um, as many black Americans with, you know, the loss of slavery records, you know, they were lost or destroyed. So I believe that we kind of have reached, you know, a brick wall, but we were able to trace back to the actual plantation on my mom's side. So another part of the DNA ancestry part of 23andMe services, they can connect you with uh, genetic relatives and you can kind of find the relationships with the shared ancestry um, and kind of build family history. And I wasn't too excited or concerned about this, but I shared it just because I'm a naturally uh, curious person. So I wanted to know. Uh, let me just see what's out there. And it was nothing exciting at first. It was all like third to fifth cousin fifth to ninth cousin like nothing worth exploring or messaging anyone and then and then um I get an alert maybe about two months ago that's from 23andMe and it says that I have four second cousins and I'm like what because I'm someone, I don't have any first cousins on either side, mom or dad, like no first cousins. And so I I remember being at work and on lunch, I asked my coworker like, oh my God, can you explain like, what's a second cousin? How does that work? And I'm like, that's impossible. Like I, you know, based off of what I know about my family tree, I shouldn't have this unless somebody got some deep family secrets now. Um. <laughs> which you know <laughs> yeah um I'm privy to that so I'm like Jesus it can't be me um being the one to expose something again but I um look and it shows you the strength of your relationship and for example this one woman we have 15 segments of uh similar DNA so that's how they were able to predict that we're possibly second cousins. And then it shows you the pieces of um, your DNA where we have identical to one piece of chromosome copy. Um, so you can see that. And um, they can determine based off of that information, that's how they determine how much of your DNA you share and your relationship. And so I'm like, whoa. And then it also shows you for these people that you're connected to, it will show you their ancestry uh, makeup and it'll compare it to yours. Now, you guys know I'm black. Well, maybe not if you... Um, 
don't know me in real life or don't follow me on social media, but you, um, I'm black. And so I'm looking at our, this woman's page and I'm like, wow. And then I see our DNA is kind of the flip where I'm mostly sub-Saharan African with this about a quarter percent European she has about 40 percent um sub-saharan african and she's about the rest is about european it's a few down the south asia stuff and i'm like oh my gosh she's white (laughs) my second cousin is white um so now that that piqued my curiosity more and so you scroll down more um I can tell now that she's a woman because they only have her maternal haplogroup. And then it lists surnames based off of her family tree. These are all the surnames that are in her family tree. And I see my last name. So then I'm like, okay, this is dad's side. All right. And I message her um, because I wanted to know, you know, where do we overlap? And where is the tree? Because clearly, um, clearly something's there. So I message her and she messages me back and she said, she gives me the, the reference to the similar last name on her tree. And then she gives me her cell phone number. And I'm not at the point where... I want to actually talk to these people. But I'm just curious to see where the overlap is. And um, we've been responding back. We're trying to work through it. And in the meantime, my sister has been doing some digging. And I don't know if this story is what I think. Um, If I do a recap and an update on this, what a fucking interesting story it'll be. But um, yeah, so that's the ancestry side. So if you are interested in um ordering a kit a 23andme kit i will put my referral link in um the show notes and in the um the description for the podcast um again this is not a sponsored post but i will receive some type of compensation if you purchase it through my referral link so you can get the ancestry only from 23andme i believe that's a hundred dollars um, they just had a sale and it was $69 recently. So they do run sales. Um, but if you want the health portion as well, the cost, like I said before, is $200, $199. And now I'm going to go into that. So yeah, we did the ancestry stuff. So the other reason why I actually went with 23andMe was because the health reports. And I remember reading about the company in Inc. Magazine and it was talking about some of the reports that they do and they were telling you again this is not a diagnosis like they can't say yes you're going to have breast cancer but they can tell you based off your dna you have a genetic variant that gives you a significantly um, higher risk to develop these things so again it's not a diagnosis they do a really good job i think as well of as well as connecting you with genetic counselors if you need help Uh, breaking down and understanding the information that you are getting from the report. Now, I did not share any of my uh, health reports on the blog. So this is all new. But um, 
I, you know, they gave you some silly stuff. Like they started out with your traits. And it's like based off of your DNA, for example. Let's see. I'm just gonna I'm on the website right now, so I'm just going to read them. So it'll say like, um, it'll tell you your earlobe type. Like, who the fuck needs to know that? Um whether you have a widow's peak, that might be helpful to people who are vain. Um <laughs> it'll tell you about cheek dimples um are you likely to have a unibrow and that may be helpful to some people um my genetic likelihood is yes i'm i'm likely to have a moderate to thick unibrow which is why i go to my eyebrow girl and she hooks me up shout out to bella bliss um so it tells you little stuff like that, which I'm like, okay, that's great. Um, I was genetically unlikely to have a widow's peak like most African ancestry customers, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, all right, know that. They talk about your earwax, your propensity for that shit. Like, okay, thanks. Let's get to the real stuff. So they have... And recently, the FDA just approved 23andMe to give some reports um, for some really um, heavy hitter diseases like Parkinson's, Alzheimer's. Um, You can find out um, if you have a propensity for, what is it? Um, What is the stuff where people um, are allergic to gluten, like celiac disease, cystic fibrosis. So it has a lot of stuff in here. I mean, it's tons of reports. I think, I don't think MS was in there though. Um, but sickle cell, Tay-Sachs, I mean, it was some very obscure ones too. Like what the fuck is that disease? But, um, yeah, so I was really excited because they used to give cancer propensities and the FDA stepped in. Um, so hopefully soon that'll be in the new reports as the FDA approves them for more. But I will share, um, I just got the update for the new reports and came back. And um, the one report I'll share, I'm not going to go into everything of my health because not necessary. But Alzheimer's disease is the characterized by memory loss and cognitive decline and personality changes. And it is most um, late onset Alzheimer's is the most common form of Alzheimer's disease. And that means when you develop it after the age of 69. Many factors, including genetics, can influence a person's chances of developing the condition. And this test includes the most common genetic variants associated with late onset Alzheimer's. So based off my DNA, I have... I did test for one of the variants for late onset Alzheimer's disease. And I'm one of those people, I like to know these things so I can be proactive. I'd rather know and do all I can to beat something or to be proactive to prevent something. I don't like to be in a reactive state and find out I had something and and it, it knocks you off your, you know, off your feet. But I was, I will say when I read it, I was so excited when I saw it, I clicked on it and I was like, huh. It made me feel a bit uncomfortable. I'm not going to lie. But then after that, like, brief moment of that, it was like, great. Okay, I know. This is not a shock to me. Um, my paternal grandmother had Alzheimer's disease. And she had late onset. So not a shock to me. Um, 
It said people with the variant that I have um, have an increased risk of developing late onset Alzheimer's. But um, it makes a caveat that lifestyle, environment, and other factors can um, affect your risk. Now, what I thought was interesting was <laughs> the variant that I have, the genetic variant I have, um, is most commonly associated with women of European descent. <laughs> I'm like, God damn that 20 three percent of European DNA but um (laughs) so the variant that I have is mostly found in uh, European white women and uh, here my black ass got it so yay slavery uh or somewhere down the line but um I you know like I said I was a bit taken back but it wasn't like um a scary feeling but it was kind of like okay it told me what I kind of suspect it, but now I can consult with my healthcare professionals and tell them that this family history and tell them that this genetic test, and I can tell them the variant that is detected and in which gene, and we can go about being proactive. Maybe I need to start um, doing some things, eating different foods to keep my cognitive, you know, um, on point. But it's things I can do now. And so then, you know, it breaks down the variant, the copy they found. It allows you to click on the scientific details. It tells you, um, even though I have this variant, does not mean that I'm automatically going to get the disease. Um, It says that, you know, women of European descent, descent with this variant have a five to seven percent chance of developing late onset Alzheimer's by the age of 75 and it increases to about 30 percent by age 85. Um, At this point they don't have enough data to show that the chances in women of other ethnicities but they break down all of that and they also give you resources for information and they tell you, you know things like your family history, your diet, your intellectual activity of things that you can do now to help be preventative because there is no cure for Alzheimer's, unfortunately. Um, and then again, like I said, they encourage you to talk to healthcare professionals or a genetic counselor if you do not understand your results. So again, there are so many reports in this um, and 23 and me they have parkinson's so i think it was worth the money and it seems like as the fda approves them for more things um you know you never know what we can find out now so um like i said i will definitely be putting my referral link in the show notes and in the show description so if you are interested you can get your own 23andMe. But like I said, um, I'm very curious to see if the story pans out with my DNA relative that I've connected with on 23andMe. Um, if so, I definitely will be doing a follow-up to this podcast because whew, that story, that's something. Um, and I think that's it, guys. So let me know um, in the notes or message me or email me at the breakdown at gmail.com. And let me know if you've done 23andMe or Ancestry.com and what were your feelings and thoughts. So that's all I got, guys. 
Thanks. So let me know if you've done 23andMe or Ancestry.com or any other genetic um, consumer to home testing. I would definitely be curious. And also if you've done, you know, filling out your Ancestry family tree and any interesting stories that you found, I would love to have uh, a few of you on if you have an interesting story. And I mean, interesting, not just what I kind of said, but um (laughs) let me know uh just so we guys know i have a few more great podcasts lined up with some really really good guests so get ready for those you know what to do follow instagram facebook and until next time